flyover state of film was shot in front of a live studio audience. Welcome to Flyover State of Film. I'm your host, Brian Hurst, and with me as always are the Flyover Boys, here with the hot takes and the ice-cold beers. My man, Yousef, TJ, Joe, tell me, how's it going, fellas? It's going pretty good. Hi. I say right now I fucking hate radio DJs. Like that's like to me that is the lowest form of entertainment. And it's weird that podcasting has got so big because that's basically talk radio. But like yeah. my whole life I've hated fucking morning DJs. It, you sounded just, like one just there. I know that I was like channeling my worst my a horrible nightmare. We just need well, the we just need it. the noises. The noises. Hot yeah, we don't have any like a wooga, you know. So. <laughs> Or right, somebody's like disembodied voice, like, oh, baby. <laughs> uh, we should just do that. Let's just turn this shit into a morning zoo crew. And that's what they should do from now on. You know, I like, mean, uh, trying to be like the new Howard Stern guys. Like, I think our group is just like Stern and the crew. There definitely aren't enough Howard Sterns, that's for sure. Boy, we don't have enough of that personality type in the world. Definitely. We would be canceled so fast. Do me a favor. Go on their Twitter, tell them to get on Flow. Who knows? They seem like a cool guy. Yeah, oh, absolutely. They'll probably want to do it for free. Um, they love that sort of thing. Oh, yeah. So, you guys, you guys want to talk a little bit? There's just like a tiny little bit of news, kind of a slow week. Um, for Wait, That's for everyone, we're like saving that, that big... Juicy news topic for the end of the show, just so you know. That, yeah, we wouldn't want them to think that we weren't on the ball. That's true. We are a podcast well known for being topical and for uh, that's it. We just, I was actually way ahead of the curve on that one. But anyway, <laughs> the other news story, the other little news story that popped up in our radar was that Disney, it was, a list came out of over like 200 movies, apparently, projects that Disney acquired when they got Fox, when they bought Fox. And they just scrapped them. They scrapped a ton of them. Um, one thing I was thinking, too, is, like, also, scrap just means they just aren't going to be spending any more money on it now. It's not like these – they still own these properties. Any of these can come back at any time. So I also think there's yeah. that element of it here, too. But I think what mostly people were looking at was just, like, there was just a couple names. I pulled a tweet here, names and things. You guys got any thoughts on uh, some of these? I'll list a couple of them off. Mega Man. Uh 
The Sims. This was where I was like, what is The Sims movie? It's just a fucking movie about people living in a house? Like, that what is The had Sims been, The Sims had been Greenlight, like, when the Emoji movie, like, hit. And they were like, yo, just anything with the name, we'll just throw in there. And it's like... The Sims was 10 years Jumanji. old when Emojis came yeah. around. I think Jumanji, The Rock one, has something to do with that. Because you actually, like, throw people yeah. into this game and be controlled by other people. Type of, I like, can see that. Yeah, so I can see that being the element of it. So yeah. the movie Gamer or Serenity? Yes, there you go. Yeah, that works. I want to uh, talk. Uh, it killed McLean, the sixth diehard movie that was supposed to be a prequel. Uh, all this, all the things on this list, by the way, I already tweeted out. I thought were excellent cuts. Nothing that should get made here. Chronicle Two. Well, we first okay, of all, there, talk about a movie that, that does one. not need a sequel. But also, I, don't give Max Landis a check. Fuck him. No, <laughs> I think yeah, that also yeah. might be why he got, it got canceled too. The whole Max Landis thing. I mean. You're also what eight years too late now. Uh, I Josh think Frank a shot. I think it would have been awesome if it was about the couple that got their uh, floorboards destroyed and then they got divorced because the father just had like legit just invested all their money in the floorboards and then the superheroes came through and destroyed the house <laughs> and that put too much of a strain in the family and like it had nothing to do with the superheroes. It was just legit just about that couple. Going through divorce. With the very oh, based around superhero-related damages. Yeah, yeah. But at the very end. The Insurance claims. Yeah, the son becomes a villain at the very end. Okay. I don't know. I just this feels like Disney bought uh, a house, and then the previous owner had like that crappy basement, just the furniture and the 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 bar With that was kind of on be- the walls and yeah. shit. And they're like, this is bullshit. Yeah. We're just gonna throw all this shit out, and everybody's yeah. like, "But it's a good bar. Use it." I'm like, "No, nobody's gonna come down to our shitty basement well, to drink." And like I said, it's I not like they still think... own John McClane. So if Disney comes up with an idea that they think they can make money with, rest assured they'll fucking bring back John McClane. They'll do they, it, you know. <laughs> and they clearly dumped things. Are probably like, oh, like we just said they were a production and have like the not the bare minimum done but like not that stuff that's much. just got some concept art and maybe a script but nobody really yeah. attached or anything yeah. you know it's like the same like, thing like if you have the money like you could strip down whatever you want rebuild it any way you want they have the money you're gonna do the same thing to that basement you're gonna be like hey why, why would you do that it's got it's got it was at this time we had some audio drop out it happens another time during this but basically right now as i bring up power of the duck and everyone agrees it's a great film um, but the next time it happens, I'm going to squeeze in the trailer for Surviving the Game, which is Brian's pick for this episode. So thanks for hanging in. There. Hanging around. Right. There's no there's, way anybody was actively working on Assassin's Creed 2. movie right away after yeah. that so like i feel like that was just a given and that's just like them announcing things that, I, that they, everybody kind of already knew but for some reason would that was the see... one i saw the most people like oh crying emoji would you see speaking of Taika about tt and other news like people are trying to get the his uh him kicked off this they're trying to james gun him basically with his nazi movie i think that ties Disney. into our topic later let's hang on to it okay bit sorry about we'll that we'll just talk about and, that uh, later Why would you 
want to kill yourself. Maybe I like the idea of choosing when I die instead of having somebody else choose for me. If someone offered you a good job, would you be interested? What kind of job are you talking about? We need someone to help us with our hunts out in the wilderness. Are you sure about this one? Oh, I'm sure. Has he got courage? Gentlemen, I would like you to meet our new hunting guide, Mason. Here's a toast to the hunters and a prayer for the hunted. <laughs> <laughs> the hunt begins now. Get out of here! Let's get Just let me get the door for you. Go, go, go! We're not really gonna hunt him, are we? He's nothing. He's less than nothing. Come on, Mason! I won't take any part in this. I want you! Thank you. Thank you. If you make it to civilization, you live. Thank If you don't, ah! maybe God will have mercy. Oh! Well done, bitch. Jack Mason knows he's going to die someday. <laughs> Damn, I wish I'd never start smoking. But today, he's not in the mood. Uh, this is where it gets interesting. Never underestimate. Come on, Mason! A man who has nothing to lose. Rutger Hauer. Charles Dutton. Gary Busey. F. Murray Abraham. William McNamara. And Ice-T. Surviving the game. Time until some kids finally take pity on him. <laughs> he abuses his dog, I bet. <laughs> yeah. The dog didn't look like he got treated great. I'm not going to lie. It was, a lot of times it was like foaming at the mouth, which means he probably wasn't getting enough water out there. Did not look good. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> What other ones? Is there any other movies anyone's interested in? Uh, I don't think so. There wasn't much else on the list that I can tell. No. Um, was Andy Serkis behind the Pinocchio one? Like, the Jungle Book? No, I, I think it was just, like, Fox probably had that in the pipeline that they oh, wanted to Did we talk about Andy Serkis is going to direct Venom 2? Did we talk about oh. some news we could talk Venom, about? Yeah. yeah, that works. Because it kind of talks in. Venom, yeah. Venom. That's about it, huh? I, I mean, that's all. I mean, <laughs> he can't make it any worse, right? Like, oh, he can. Don't, don't underestimate anybody, Brian. <laughs> I Honestly, I think Sony's just gonna make it worse, and they're gonna—they're waiting for the peak amount of goodwill with Spider-Man, and they're—they're they're saying Mar they're pulling it for Marvel. I—I I don't think they. Uh... Yeah, the Spider-Man, yeah, yeah. Because then I, they're going to see Tom Holland and Tom Hardy. If, if Tom Hardy does a second Venom, you're going to see them by the third at some point together. Yeah. Guaranteed. Absolutely. And, like, in the next Spider-Man movie, I bet you're going to see his, like, Vice TV show in the background. Mm. Just something. Something stupid enough. I don't know, because that would, that would throw, like, a big wrench, because they're, like, trying to build Spider-Man into this, the new leader. And then it's like, oh, yeah. where did Spider-Man go? Oh, he, he moved and he doesn't talk to us anymore. That's true. <laughs> Spider-Man lives in San That's... Francisco now. That's weird. <laughs> Spider-Man has a band and lives in San Francisco now. He said he would write every day and he hasn't written once. How much actual time has he spent in New York? That's all I'm asking. <laughs> <laughs> he was he in went space. Like, There's like yeah. five years. He went to like in... upstate New York. I feel like for that party. Yeah, or like true, the yeah. suburbs of New Jersey. Yeah, it was a golf. Yeah, it was a golf uh, in the last movie, he was like in the first five minutes, and then in the last two minutes of the movie. Something like that. <laughs> so the next movie, we should definitely get him at least twenty minutes in New York. So that's cool. He's gonna be an Oscar nomination, though. I mean, those. Oh, dude. Well, you <laughs> know, performance. 
The next one, he's gonna be in New Jersey, and you're just gonna see the skyline from from behind here. I want to be. I wanted to like. I was watching Endgame, and I wanted Spider-Man like you know Tony Stark snaps, and then he's he's gonna die and whatever. Spoiler alert! And uh, Spider-Man's all like, "Oh no, Mr. Stark!" Mr. Stark's like, "Hey man, my fucking wife is here. Can you get out of the way?" Like, <laughs> maybe I'd like to be held by my wife for my last dying moments. The kid. mother of my I daughter. Had, I hugged you a minute ago. We're fine. Like, <laughs> I love you three thousand. <laughs> oh god he, he would be like spider I, I want him to be like i love you 3000 spider man be like I, I don't understand that i wasn't there for that part of the movie <laughs> he's, Boy, the, he's so fucked up he thinks he's seeing his daughter like, <laughs> <laughs> oh that's raw that got dark that's too real i got that should get dark yeah you're gonna get attacked just like i do Boy. I'm going to use that to to transition. That was so tight. Yusef, since you killed the conversation, why don't you start up the next one? What was your topic for this week, my man? Oh, uh, Guillermo Toro casted uh, Kate Blanchett and Tony Collette in his new scary movie. That got me thinking, um, what director would you like to see uh, pair two great actors together and what type of movie you want to see? And just to set the tone... Um, I picked um, Mike Nichols from The Graduate and Working Girl and uh, Birdcage. And I want him to direct a romance movie between Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen. Oh, Um, nice. They're they're in like a trip because uh, Patrick Stewart's wife passed away and he promised her to scatter the ashes of uh of her in her homeland of germany and that's where he meets magneto aka sir ian mckellen and also this is old sherlock holmes yeah old, old sherlock holmes as well um and then they just like fall in love and I just want to—I just want to see uh, like Magneto in real life. Wait, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like they have so much fucking chemistry, and they—they look he... so cute together in real life. Like, I really oh, so want to questions. just go balls deep together. Oh Jesus! Uh, Wait, I mean, sorry, balls deep, balls deep in the romance, but also in the bedroom if they want to. Also, I yeah, I mean, full penetration. It's an adult, obviously. When, when, when you reach a certain age, they just fall. So eventually, they get in the way. There so. would be a lot of slapping sound. Get some pubs in the tub. So he was hiding this from his wife the entire time? Like, he's just closeted? Yeah. I okay. think he loved his wife, and then, like, they got married young, and he loved yeah. her, and he stayed with her. But then, like, once she's gone, and he's, like, for the first time in his whole life, he's having an awakening. And... Sounds like Bohemian Rhapsody. Brian sees my, my uh, theme right there. So, yeah, that's that's kind yeah. of the movie I want to see. Oh, yeah, I think cool. That actually, cool. that's... That sounds like an award winner. I was gonna yeah. say somebody, somebody would probably green like that shit because I'd watch it. <laughs> call me up, Hollywood. But I'm waiting for like, my call too. It's horseshit, man. Yeah, but Ian McKellum has to have like a really dark past. Like he's in Germany. Why is he in Germany? Is he hiding out for a certain reason? Right. Well, dead? you have the fairy tale part of their romance first, and then there's like the, like some secrets start to get revealed, or there's he some finds, kind of like he, he there finds has to a, be red a conflict that that can come from Ian McKellum's past. Absolutely. Ex Nazi. Ex Nazi. Oh, app pupil style. I like it. I'm in. I'm into it. (laughs) Got to connect the Stephen King world. How how about you, Joe? What what do you want to see? Hmm. Ooh, I want to see William Freakin direct. 
Uh, I, I'll keep him in horror. And I want to see... And a stone. And... Don't say like it. a weird noise. Is everything all right? Yeah. Yeah, all right. William Freakin directed a horror movie with Emma Stone and... I, I mean, he's way too old, but Jack Nicholson. So uh, that age. Yeah. As long as they were lost God, in boy. translation, but like even grosser, kind of. <laughs> no, I was thinking of just honestly like a caretaker type story that's sinister. Uh, uh, I, I didn't flesh this out as, as well as Yusuf did. Somebody's not winning the award. To be quite honest with you, but that's where I got. That's my three pairings. Okay. Freaking. So like, a, so like a so. thriller, maybe about like an aging man, and he's paranoid about Don't his young maid, or maybe there's Don't like sexual it. tension, but yeah. also Wait, is she gonna kill play, him? Or can't they play father and daughter? They can. Ooh, okay, it could be I father. Think, I think she is also. Is this a writer has... room? Are we workshopping it? <laughs> they should what? be so lucky. Is the high? You know, I'm cheap. I'm not cheap. What, what if, if Jack Nicholson ran an anger management thing? What if he's Ron Burgundy for the entire... Nobody addresses it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's a character nobody's ever going to get sick of, and well, nobody will ever... No, you know, no. That's a character you can draw that out as long as you want. It's not tired. It definitely has lots of new jokes. Very fresh. Just keep bringing it up. <laughs> Wells Vagina. Hey, you know what, though? As long as that fucking podcast stays on, Joe can keep using his Halloween costume. And as far as I'm concerned, that's as good a reason as any. Hey, thank you for that callback. Maybe this year for Flyover we use that Halloween costume. (laughs) No. We got Brian. Brian. Oh, me? Oh, it's my turn? Okay. Um, I went with an old favorite director of mine, and I thought I would take... Two of his stars from two of his biggest hits from uh, years gone by. Uh, everybody's older and more mature now, so I thought Ridley Scott mm. with Sigourney Weaver and Harrison Ford, and maybe do a new uh, like a neo noir, you know, set. You know, you could kind of pick your time. I don't want to do it in the future. I don't want it to feel like sci-fi because that's you know what he did with these actors before. So maybe something like Chinatown that feels like a throwback to like the fifties or something or forties. And just, you know, you can use them like, you know, obviously I was thinking hard-boiled detective kind of near the end of his career, aging femme fatale who's maybe, you know, lost a step, but maybe they need each other, maybe they help each other out, they work out a new kind of, you know, maybe instead of being antagonists, they're, they work together in this one somehow, you know, maybe, I don't know, I'm not here to write it, fucking Ridley Scott can... Ooh, okay, on. maybe somebody can let's, write it for him. Let's what? workshop it. Let's workshop it. Yeah, How so about he's Ron Burgundy in in San Diego, and he Harrison gets Ford is old Ron Burgundy now. Wasn't he in the second? Angle? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was he really? Yeah. Jeez. He was the, the director, I think, of the network. How do you yes. know all that yes. about Ron Burgundy, the second one? Uh, I only saw it once, but I know a lot about Harrison Ford, so. <laughs> Um, so far, so far, I feel like mine is re- here. Joe is off camera, and Brian is somewhere in there. <laughs> DJ, where do you want to go? I don't think you're giving me enough credit. I think my idea is closer to yours than you would say. I think they're they're think... two ideas that are nearly on par with each other. Now, now let's go by genres. So Joe had horror. 
You had a drama, Yousef, Ryan. What would you consider? Like a noir, you know? Noir. All right, I'm going to go, like, with a melodrama. Like, a real, like, intense, like, uh, uh. Something like The Lake House. Yeah, but what's that movie where it's Manhattan? No, not Manhattan. Manchester. Manchester by the Sea. So, uh, basically, I'm taking probably one of my favorite directors today. I talk about him a lot. He's really good. Um, and he also has this like great vision and Zack Snyder. So I want to take Zack Snyder, um, Ben Affleck, and Tom Hardy, and I want to make a movie called The Cut. And it's basically about a blind boxer played by Ben Affleck, and his best friend is Tom Hardy, who is Tom Hardy while he's uh, getting ready to play the role as Venom. A so blind it's just Tom Hardy boxer is going to get fucked up. <laughs> yeah, he's a blind boxer, and they're like is that a Daredevil. No, well, kind of like there's this, there's definitely this point in time where he's going through a divorce with his wife because, um, unfortunately, these things happen because he's a blind boxer. He made these bets he wasn't able to cover. Um, Tom Hardy wasn't able to cover the checks from his last movie, The Dark Knight Rises, one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, so basically, Tom Hardy's his best friend, and there's at some point where Ben Affleck can't cover the deals, so he tries to go in the middle of the night as vigilante and take down the, uh, the bookies by himself and try to cover his own bet by just killing the bookies blind vigilante boxer. There's a lot of crying. There's a lot of drama. He loses the last match of his night. I, I, I think I'm screaming Oscar right now. So wait, so Ben Affleck is not Ben Affleck. No, Ben Affleck. But uh, Tom Hardy is Tom Hardy. Yeah. Ben Affleck. Well, it, the story is about like, no one knows about, Tom Hardy's upbringing, his best friend Rudy. His best friend Rudy was a blind boxer. So that's Ben Affleck basically playing that. So is Zack Snyder just Snack Snyder? Yeah, Zack Snyder is just Zack Snyder. He's just directing this movie. Is he in the movie? If you want him to be, he could be like the, the trainer. So let's workshop it. Let's workshop it. Who is he fighting? Let's say Ron like Burgundy. in the He's fighting Ron Burgundy. <laughs> I feel like we have gold. Just it's, just it's very easy to come up with an incredible idea. It's just reuse Ron Burgundy. Yeah, right. we're just gonna like keep said, using Ron Burgundy and an idea that will never and can never grow stale. So we're Honestly, in good shape. I can't wait till Disney makes the third one. Uh, yeah, they're the property, right? Drew that property? Is that a Fox property? Am I Ron Burgundy? Um, <laughs> So yeah, I think it's like me, TJ. Yes. Joe came up in the third, and then Brian. I don't know why oh. he fell off. Wow. Uh, so the ne- the next one, uh, how about we we pick our, our our spirits back up and we we go over to TJ who has like, a nice uh, Rushmore Mount Rushmore that he wants to build. Oh yeah, you know, uh, unfortunately we uh had one of the anniversaries of a uh, passing of probably my favorite actor the one that hit ho- home for me a long time ago and i figured we could make the uh, mount rushmore of robin williams roles so how many years has it been now six uh, five i believe five, five yes yeah. uh, i believe the anniversary well the anniversary of jesus uh saturday or sunday of it and uh so I figured it's four of us we can make a mount rushmore of his roles uh i'll start off with a you know, one that gets a lot of crap now because the movie doesn't make any sense if it came out today. But Mrs. Doubtfire. That movie's phenomenal. I'm sorry. I, I'm with you. I love it. Terrible. But that also. Still holds up. 
to, to I think I mean I, you can put, you can call Robin Williams parenting into question. I don't think oh, but he's a terrible a parent. Comedy from a comedy standpoint, <laughs> the movie terrible is good parent. and funny and it doesn't do that thing that I hate in movies about divorce where the parents, ooh, they might get back together at the end. Yeah. I fucking hate that. That's some poor shit to do to kids who have of divorce. It's fucked up. Liar liar. Liar so liar. So wait, but don't they but don't they kinda do that? She leaves no. Pierce She leaves James Bond. And she's like oh, giving him. Yeah, but he's like kind of settled in his own place and everything in the end. They never imply that he's coming back or anything. The whole thing is that they can go visit him at his house you know and they have a normal visit with him as a dad. There's yeah. no. I don't feel like there's any. I know, to be fair, it's been a few years since I've seen it. You know I don't feel the like there's any question, heavy implication. You know what's the most questionable part of that whole movie that, that, that was wrong then and should be wrong now that I'll give it this is him putting something that Pierce Brosnan was allergic to to get back at him on yeah. his plate. And yeah, then he only, I like, mean, it's great comedy. <laughs> Help is on the way, dear! But also, uh, I think Pierce Brosnan was a good guy. I, I, I like it. I like he's, uh, my favorite scene, know, not my favorite scene, but the one that, I don't know, I came up in my head, and I always laugh so hard at it, is when she's, I mean, she, meaning Mrs. Doubtfire, is, is sitting in the bus and he forgot to pull up his pantyhose. <laughs> He's got that hairy leg. Yeah, oh, no, and no. the bus driver is like, "I like my women natural." <laughs> Hell like, yeah, natural. <laughs> I like that. I felt so bad for that guy. I mean, you know, he was so lonely. But basically, like this role for me, even like the goofy parts from like him with his brother when they're setting up the whole Mrs. Doubtfire. I feel like that's scene. another thing millennials are like Harvey Firestein character. Oh, that character's too broad. What a stereotype! It's like, no, fuck that you. That's Harvey just Firestein. Harvey Firestein. That's just how he <laughs> yep. was. He's like, thinking that. Being homophobic by calling him out on it. Yeah, <laughs> oh, this is the bill. But like all the scenes in the court where actually you see Robin Williams, he touches he touches the dramatic side in probably the best way possible a comedian can. But like that scene, like those type of uh, Robin Williams roles for me, and like this Doubtfire especially, like seeing at the time I saw and going through what I went through, man, that's up there for Mount Rushmore. Uh, Robin Williams, what do you got, Brian? Yeah, I, I I bit the bullet and took the least interesting choice, but the necessary one. And I, I went with Goodwill Hunting. I mean, obviously, Oscar-winning performance, really, truly amazing, really stretched his, uh, you know, like, dramatic chops, but was still really funny. I mean, he's got some legitimately hilarious lines and deliveries. And the thing about I think the thing that makes comedians such good dramatic actors is their timing and delivery. Like they know how to like deliver a line and they know how to deliver it for mass, uh, you know, like for the most effect and he killed it. Um, but because that was an obvious choice, I wanted to shout out one other movie that I think, I don't know, man, I didn't realize until I became like, a, I think it was in my twenties and I started to hear inklings that people didn't like this and it fucking blows my mind. It was a top Spielberg for me as a kid, and Kill I think it. it holds up great. Is fucking Hook. Yes. Robin Williams in Hook, he plays one of my f- least right. favorite movie stereotypes, which is the overworked dad. Like, I hate when movies, like, make a dad seem shitty because he works hard. It's like some dads need to support their family and they can't be there every minute of every day. And like the kid wouldn't be able to play baseball if the dad didn't go to work. Like it's just, but anyway, that's off the point. I just think it's a great performance. He, I mean, there's a really great arc. There's nobody better at the time to play a childlike adult. And maybe there still isn't. Um, so Goodwill Hunting's my pick, but shout out to hook. No, Goodwill Hunting's probably, well, it's, 
probably my favorite role he was in. And I actually used a lot, somewhat he said to Mount Damon in front of the pond in marrying my best friend, his wife and their thing. Cause like that whole monologue about love. <laughs> it's like one of the best things that that, that scenes. And then like, even just like, even when he grips up Matt Damon in his, uh, office when he talks about his wife he's like don't you ever say your name like that again oh me and my buddies endlessly used to do it's not your fault no, <laughs> yeah it's not your fault it's yeah i feel like fault. that movie that movie doesn't age as well if it didn't have that great performance of robin williams yeah yeah because like he grounds that. that like he really rallies matt damon around him because matt damon is fine in that role he's not bad but Having that, uh, ben, look at how great Ben Affleck though. He's hamming it the fuck up in that. Yeah, album. yeah. I still I don't mean, understand why he beats up that fifth grade bully for no reason. It's just <laughs> what he does, Boston man. He's Boston man. Don't Boston, get man. it, man. Um, if you don't, I don't know. if you don't get out of the fucking car, I'm gonna come back here and kick your ass myself. And you're like, oh shit. <laughs> it's just such inspired casting too. Yeah. I mean, like yeah, you had him in teacher roles and whatnot, but he's just so grounded and like down to earth. Doesn't uh doesn't the one of great guy... casting Joe had my favorite pick. I, I not to tease that we know. Oh yeah. Joe had the pick that I would have picked, and since he took it, I was like, I'll bite the bullet and take Goodwill Hunting. <laughs> well, it's so so to give a preference of this like Rushmore, I just didn't want to pick your your Mrs. Doubtfires, even like your Good yeah, Morning. Yeah, you basic Vietnam. bitch. We wanted representation, is what we wanted. So, we want to see the breadth of the man's career. Robin Williams. DJ, Oh, and to me, his only his only horror movie, at least his only one worth noting, you correct me if I'm off here, is a one hour photo. I mean, he did a pretty good thriller, uh, Insomnia, yeah, directed by really... a young Nolan. Yeah, know? I mean, yes, he was in a thriller, and um, I feel like he was more dramatic in that role, and he's just straight fucking creepy. And uh, one hour photo. Uh, it's it's a really underrated thriller. It's a really small story. Uh, I mean, today it'd probably be even uh, pitched as like just a, like a Me Too story. Um, <laughs> it would. I mean, it has those same themes. Topical. Um, but it's more. It's got a lot going on with it because it's not just about her. It's about the family and like wanting to co-opt that yeah. life and that companionship. It's like, yeah. but. So, he, he plays he it's and they do a, like a, a great job of using what you know about Rob. He's like you already at this point in his career, especially this is kind of the first thing he'd ever done like this. You love him and he's so lovable. So like you're just like the family. You want to like him. You want to like, oh, yeah, he's a nice guy. He seems and to be you, harmless and stuff. And, and oh, not anymore. But like, I, I guess like, you know, photo that the job doesn't really exist today as dominantly. But you've met those men, those guys before at that work at your CVS or Walgreens that you see every day, like buying whatever. And um, although it does have one of the most underrated, like creepy, but pretty funny moments is the shot of just him taking a shit in their house during (laughs) like break it. Like, cause it's, it's so mundane and it's, it, it's really creepy, but it also like makes me chuckle. And there's something to dump into the side shot. And there's something inherently creepy about a man with bleached hair, especially like such an old man. <laughs> like he, it adds a, a certain just it, something's off about yeah, him. Yeah. He's got the eyes, man. He's got the yeah. eyes. Yeah. 
and, and maybe they did color correction, but I think that's why he has like the bleached hair because his eyes just like pop, and he's just like. Oh, speaking of Pop, Popeye. That's the other movie that's yeah, the fourth movie course. on our Mount Rushmore is Popeye. So uh, next topic, enjoy. So <laughs> next that's, that's uh, with the eye. You talk about the eyes particularly. That's one of those trailer. That was there's a there's a that trailer also is one of those trailers that's completely sold as this like this more like supernatural horror movie that's much more creepy because they show the um, I vividly remember the trailer. They show the uh, the dream sequence where his like eyes get bloodshot and like camera zooms in crazy and he almost yeah. looks like a demon. One what hour photo. And then... What do you got, Yusuf? Oh, I went. I went with the. I mean, I love Robin Williams as everybody here, and but I went with the one that I really gravitate towards, and I rewatch. I've rewatched so much that I know the a lot of the lines and uh, it's uh Birdcage. Um Robin William Birdcage with Phenomenal. Nathan Lane and I just mentioned the director, uh Mike Nichols. Um Gene Gene Hackman, um fucking guy from The Simpsons, um, Hank Hazaria. Like the cast is phenomenal. Um the acts the the hey, relationship don't Diane Weiss the short shrift here either. <laughs> the oh and um Harrison Ford's wife. <laughs> yeah, Bobby, she. Bird, oh, Bird, yeah, yeah, that one. But yeah, no, the the relationship between him and Nathan Lane is so natural. It's Nathan Lane is given the free reign to be the wild card, and Robin Williams has to, for the most part, be the straight man. Uh, no pun intended. And. Hilarious together, and it's a real couple. Couple, and him trying to wrangle the absurdity that is um, Nathan Lane just unleashed is hilarious. And the few moments of him, like when you can see Robin Williams, just like because he's he's very great. He's great there, and his, in terms of drama, he you can see the pain of him trying to be act straight again, despite him finally being like a free man and in his own right. Uh, just for the sake of his son trying to be straight, like you can see the pain that's causing him. But those fo- few moments where he just goes full Robin Williams, and you can see that <laughs> Mike a... Nichols, Mike Nichols could not contain him anymore. He's like, just, <laughs> just go, just have five minutes, dude. But just bring it back that's... in, bring it back in. Whatever happened to him, the kid, the the son, he did like three movies and then just. Yeah, my wife recognized him from Will and Grace. That's the only other thing I had ever seen him in. Uh, I, think, I saw uh, uh, Big Girls Don't Cry, They Get Even. That was good. Yusuf, I, I think that um, you're actually right. Uh, directors, all almost all of them would say, let Robin Williams do like whatever he wanted for a take or two on almost virtually any movie because he had just such trouble... Um, sticking to whatever the script was that was like okay now you do what you think you should do and it was like just for him to get out that like insane energy he had so you're probably not wrong with that joke i mean it's pretty crazy that um i i don't know if you guys saw the the documentary of him that they had to bring in a, a third camera just for him in the morgan mindy show and or because he would just Move around so much. Move around so much that the two two still cameras that they had could not capture all his magic. 
Oh yeah, if you'd ever like watch some of his stand-ups from the seventies, they can be—they're so manic. They're like they can be difficult to get. I was like, all right, this is a little much for me. Yeah, I had never seen the Birdcage until like last year, and immediately saw it. Was like, this is amazing. Got the Blu-ray. I think I've watched it like two more times since then. I was like, wow. Like I, it's it was kind of cool because it was like I got a new Robin Williams performance in my life where I was yeah. like, oh holy shit, I get like a whole new Robin Williams to enjoy here. Yeah, and, and one of my favorite scenes, um, it's when he finally gives uh, Nathan Lane the papers to hand over the club, and he and Nathan Nathan Lane is like, are, are you are you sure? And he's like, just take it all. Don't you get it that you're the one that is important? You're my home. Like I can sleep mm-hmm. in the and and every I mean I'm thinking about it. I'm like, mm. but every time I watch it, every time I watch it, I go like, ah. Oh. I buy yeah. it. I buy also, this fucking relationship. Nathan Lane trying to walk like John Wayne is oh, like hilarious. maybe one of the funniest scenes <laughs> in all of film. Like it's so fucking good. And, and Casaria trying to walk in the shoes because he's never walked in the shoes, and they're <laughs> and they're too big for him. Also super funny when when Robin Williams walks into the house and he sees the giant uh, crucifixion <laughs> that. That Hank Kassar brought in. He's like, what? You wanted it to be religious. It's like, yeah, but we're not fucking killing Jesus Christ here. <laughs> so, so it's, it's a great movie. I honestly love that movie. Yeah. yeah. This is a good pick. Four so great did roles. we get all four? Is that our four? Yeah, it's our four roles. Uh, Rob Williams. Favorite well, actor you know time. it's going to be on the thumbnail. Yeah. Yeah, now I'm going to start trying to come up with a pun that involves Robin Williams. Thanks a lot. <laughs> And let it let it be said that we like Mount Rushmore is too little for Robin Williams. Like we could have done ten Mount Rushmores with his. Uh, Any other movie. movies we want to shout out real quick? Uh, <laughs> um, Jack. Flubber. Oh, yeah. Dreams may come. <laughs> Ooh, that uh, the world according to Garp. <laughs> uh, the Fisher King. Ooh, the Fisher Road King. dogs. Road oh, dogs. Uh, I guess some Good Morning Vietnam. Oh, good Morning Vietnam. Yeah, don't. Yeah, I can't forget about oh, Mr. Holland's Opus. No, that's not it, is it? <laughs> Mr. Holland's. I love you, Jaws as well. So Dead good. Dead Poet Society. <laughs> All right, guys. Mount Rushmore was great. Uh, Joe, you got the Mount Rushmore Rob Williams down because you're talented. Also, you have another talented person in your family. Let's talk about mom. Ooh, well, she's not part of this game. <laughs> Well, just a shout-out to Joe's mom, man. Hey, mom. Uh, no, uh, like I did early on in, in season one of Flyover State of Film, I did uh, bad movie descriptions that my mom will give. This is just bad movie descriptions, but I could give them as my mom. They're more so just a few sentences. They're all based off of um, what uh, movies we had picked for the past episodes. Okay. And there is a there is a tiebreaker Does this queued up. Include ones that I... didn't make it to the episode, or you know, <laughs> no, you know we what I had to watch. The didn't even, we didn't do a fucking episode for. You know what's oh. funny about this game that my yesterday I was watching the the shit that Brian made me watch, and my wife was like, "You're always watching other people's movies. When are when are you gonna pick one?" And I was like, "I just pick one." And it took that, me like oh my god, that was my wife too. My wife did the same thing. She's like, "When's your turn?" I was like, "Uh, this was my pick." <laughs> And it took me like 25 minutes to come up with the last pick I made. So this game is gonna go smooth. What's your last pick? Um, no, 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 don't look for I it. I grabbed. Okay. So just to give everyone a leg up, I grabbed two from each of us. Mm. 
So, uh, and I'll just be, just say your name after, after I'm finished with the sentence. All right. Okay. Finish the question then. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. So do I have to to say my name? Can I say Brian's name? We all know your name. Then I get to go. Yeah. (laughs) We all know your accent. Yeah. All right. So, uh, bat out of hell. Uh, uh, TJ. Just say your Wait. name, not the movie. Just say your name, Yusef, you cheater. All right, TJ, what is it? Drive Angry. All right. Yes. I knew it was the Nick Cage movie, but I was seriously Wait. trying to come up with the name. What's my name? <laughs> uh, Joseph. Joseph. I don't know. All right. Uh, not Ladybugs. Uh, Brian. TJ. Sidekicks. Yes. Oh, I forgot about that movie. Yeah. All right. Uh, polka explodes heads. TJ. Brian. TJ. Night of the Creeps. No. Brian. Mars Brian. Attacks. Yes. Oh, oh, shit. Oh, yeah, that's my pick. And I All think right. it's actually yodeling, to be fair. Uh, same difference. Same difference. All right. Why we Tell need that a- to my ancestors, okay. you fucking racists. <laughs> Same thing. Oh, your culture is okay, the other white purple culture. Ooh, look at me. I'm so woke. It was TJ, man. Okay, it was TJ. All right, the, geez, the whitest man, person just really, here. This really triggered you. All right. I uh, just triggered much. Speaking of triggered, uh, why we need a wall? Oh, TJ. TJ. Desperado. Yes. <laughs> 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 you gotta right. get Danny Trejo out, right? Like, come on. <laughs> Bad hombres. All right. Bad hombres. Scary, scary stories to tell in the dark. Yusef. Yeah. Religion. Yeah. I totally forgot we did Urban Legends, by the way. All right. All right. <laughs> A cinematic abortion. Brian. Yeah. Cabin boy. <laughs> nah. Oh, cinematic abortion. I feel like that's something that I picked. <laughs> hmm. Five, four, three, two, one. I don't have it. A gnome named Norm. Oh, uh, wow. See, All the right. reason that I couldn't come up with my brain fucking blocked it out. You could have been just, I could have just said TJ's. I, I know, I couldn't think of a good one for that, but. Uh, oh, now there's pickups on my. You have had pickup? Anyway, uh, Nerdy Deadpool. Brian. Yeah. Kick ass? Yeah. Oh. All right. Uh,. Uh, TJ, are you ready? Are you still... You back in? You fucking with your sound? What's going on? You here? Yeah, I think that was it. Yeah. Oh! Yeah, I think... Alright. Uh, Dollar Store Thunderdome. Uh, oh, oh, uh, damn it. Yusuf, what do you got? Read some fire? Oh, fire? No. Good good pick. I didn't even have that listed. Fuck, you, already, you also got to think, he already, we already did two of mine, so it's between you, Brian, and Joe, uh, Joe now. Uh, 
Good job. Uh, wow. Uh, oh, wow. Oh, no. TJ, I'll just do it anyway. Lucky number 11. Yeah. Oh, Brian, you have a you have a pick. A, think of think of the movie. What was the, what was the hint again? A dollar Store Thunderdome. Do, 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 no, I got nothing. Do, do. I was going to say Island of Doctor Moreau. <laughs> Robocop three. Ah, right, right on. It's a good one, yeah. All right, now poor man's Pulp Fiction. Oh. Lucky number seven. Oh damn! Yeah. I said the. Name I don't even know. You said. You said. Lucky number eleven. Ha! Fuck right. you, Brian. You did what I did. I know. Uh, I'm a. Ch- I've tried to cheat. So I'm just. So Brian did win uh. by one. TJ and Yusuf tied. But I'm just gonna go with my other two that I had for the tiebreaker for fun. Uh. So. <sighs> World War Two causes a strike. You said. Yeah. A league of their own. Yeah, you got it. Fuck. That was a tiebreaker. That's all. Tiebreaker for second place, you fucking losers. Oh. That's a good one too. I mean, yeah. I could keep going through the rest of the movies, but I. Nah, nah. Let's move on. <laughs> let's move on. We teased a little earlier. We teased we we're going to talk about a big, uh, another big news story that broke. We want to be, uh, you know, I picked my movie last. I already, week. I already talked about it yesterday. I don't want to talk about it again. No, no. Now you got to talk about it here with me. No, no. On a show people will actually listen to. Oh. So. <laughs> Take that, <laughs> Duncan Zed. Guess what? Fight we're rivals yeah. now. This is a rival wow. podcast. Now quit trying to snake my talent. This is this again. This is my shit. Get off my shit. Get out of my Kool-Aid. This is my house. Anyway. Back up, Tyrone. <laughs> so the the story of the day was there was this movie coming out called The Hunt. Um, it was basically, it looks like elites. So rich people, they don't explicitly say they're liberals, as for, I actually watched the trailer, um, are hunting they don't explicitly say right-wingers either. It's basically people from, like, southern states, Arkansas, Mississippi, uh, Orlando is mentioned. Which, Orlando, not specifically right-wing, but just trash, I think, is what you know. Yeah, a lot but, of Puerto Ricans there. So yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, see, we keep him on the show so he can say those things. Perfect. Yeah. Yes, um, I, I do have a question. I, I, I have a question about, like, Puerto Ricans? Uh, we can yes, do Puerto a, Ricans? Uh, uh, no, the hunt and this cancellation, it or postponing or whatever you want to call it, it seemed like because everyone well, it will come out whether it's on streaming oh, no, or it's, something. It's gonna, it's be, gonna be available eventually. But I but this my my big question about it, it it really is, you know, I feel like like Trump when he was like the movies right that's how this all started with him. Oh playing. yeah, that's what he was talking about and, this movie. And was he talking about this movie? Because I swear it just what? seemed like 100%. he was vaguely talking about movies. No, no. He, the like thing throwing is shit at the wall. He's a goddamn moron. So, like, somebody told him about this or he read about it on some, like, other – some nut job who he follows on Twitter okay. posted about it. And then he couldn't even – didn't even know the name. But just – and that's the thing. That's what pisses me off about this because he, like, reflexively is like, they're hunting us, them versus us. But, like, just like any movie about hunting humans – 
the people doing the hunting are the bad guys. So inherently, this movie, the hero who is going to be the right wing person, I imagine what it'll be. Because I did see in the trailer, uh, Ethan yeah. Suplee seems to play like some kind of firebrand podcast Alex Jones yeah. type. I, so said, I, I said that. I said that on the show. I said that on the Dunkerset show. Exactly this. It, oh yeah. It's just stupid. They, were, art... they do it better. Is that what you want to join their show? Why don't they call it the Duncan Youssef show and you call this show the Get the Fuck Out of Here show? He's an oh, yeah. That? Oh, like that. yeah. Let, enough with this beef. It's just. It's just stupid. Let art get released and 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 and, and come out how it wants to come out. It's not uh, stopping anything. The, I I understand postponing it after the mass shooting. No, I understand I postponing. Think that's a bad idea. But I think what I'm talking about is like yeah. the reason that people are getting mad about it is like wrong. They misinterpreted it. They're like they're doing this tribal thing where they're just yeah. getting mad on the face value. But like, even if you took a second to watch the, there's so many people who were talking about it who didn't even bother to watch the trailer. They just, their tribe said, we don't like this. It's us against them. And they took it on face value. And if you actually watch it, it's clearly not the case. They're going to delineate between like the crazies, like Alex Jones and the good, the quote unquote good ones. And then one of the good ones is going to kill the bad guy. Yeah. Who's the person who set up the human hunt. Cause the person yeah. who set up the human hunt is, always the bad guy it's funny because it's funny because nobody was complaining when they were hunting black people and latino people in the purge or poor people the purge full-on did do the political thing in the fourth one they were like like they called it out and were like this is just a reason to get rid of poor people yeah i think i saw um betty gilpin deserves a chance to lead a movie god damn it yeah i actually like i said i saw the trailer and Despite my political leanings, I wanted to see it. Like I was like, this looks okay. I would check this out. There was like a really uh, like liberal movie that came out recently that wasn't very good, but I had a solid cast and I watched it. Um, uh, Endgame. Uh, Endgame. Did anyone catch that? Avengers Endgame. <laughs> the Oath. Oh, okay. Uh, no. Oh no, I like, have it. I have it on my. Uh, I I just got Hulu for free because of Sprint. yeah. And I um I just added it to my list that yeah, I wanted to see. It has, yeah, it has that very politically charged you know thing, and it's fine. But who gives a shit? I don't. Like, clearly, people. Yeah, <laughs> apparently people well, don't I like agree, movies about like... hunting humans. But weirdly, I like <laughs> movies about hunting humans. Yeah, and that's why like... I picked this mo- this week's movie, my choice to honor the late great Rutger Hauer, surviving the game. God no. damn it, man. He's such a, he has such a great filmography, and you picked this bullshit. Like I always do, what? I take time when I do my pick to just get out in front of it and uh, say a little bit about revisiting this. First of all, big TNT movie for me. This is like a basic cable staple <laughs> for me. I used to watch this shit all the time on basic cable. <laughs> all the time. Um, can I, I, can like... I read the plot? No, no, we'll get to the plot. The plot is the most dangerous game. No, no. No, can I read the plot in my my plot voice? Oh, yeah, okay, sure, sure. Do it up. This game comedian John Leguizamo plays a Puerto Rican con artist in Miami, Florida (laughs) named Pastorio Riviera Garcia Piniquiente Salsa Vargas, also known as Pest. 
who agrees to be the human target for a German Manhunter for the very least read the fucking shit for hard target. (laughs) Like, come on, at least like give me the respect of comparing it to hard target. No, I'm fucking with you. Um, I did enjoy. I uh, I'll be right off the bat. I actually like more pros of surviving games than the cons. I uh, here's my thing. I was gonna get out ahead of it just to be like. Everything I love in this movie is starts from when all the hunters are introduced to when they leave the woods. The beginning and the end, the bookends on this one are pretty weak. I was realizing that on the rewatch. Yeah. I was like, the kind of like stuff with Ice T on the streets and like kind of no. you know his life before that. I and legit, then... I legit, almost <laughs> cried laughing at the saxophone-filled scene. <laughs> Of him taking a bath. He's cutting his dreadlocks and shit in the bath? With the fucking mirror. No, but he also almost looks at the razor blade like he's going to kill himself. It's very... Oh, yeah, he does. He's so... like, hey, I'm in a warm bed, a warm bath. I could just do oh. it all now. There's pathos there. Yep, that's so deep. Now, this so isn't, to, to, be fair, to be fair, this is not SVU Ice-T. This is like one of Ice-T's first big roles, like leading. And I think they did a great job of hiring a really strong supporting cast to build him up. You got, I mean, when this movie, like I said, when it kicks in, in when they get to the cabin and you get your full-on Busey, you get your full John C. McGinley, your Charles S. Dutton, yep. the, the cast is on on point for this movie. Everybody's hey, hey. killing it. When Busey gives his prince uh, the speech about his dog, oh, don't dude. tell me you weren't fucking captivated. That's, that's, just when, so cool. that's when I tweeted, oh wait, maybe I did fuck up. Maybe this is a good movie. And then he died five minutes later. I was like, no. But he dies in such an amazing way, too. And he's like, he has the jump on Ice-T, yep. but then he throws his knife away. And he's like, we're going bare hands. Yeah, going bare hands. You see, Busey literally just showed up the set. And oh. that she wasn't acting. But he brought it to set. He didn't just show oh. up and, and cash no, in. No, he didn't. I'm back to Brian 100% here. 100% he Brian. He wasn't acting. Uh, you know what the first... I was just saying on the, the first... Literally, till they get there, the first half hour is shot, uh, scored, and acted like a bad episode of Tales from the Crypt. The first, yeah, okay, That's fair. everything with ice, ice tea in the city, correct? Yes. Like it reminded me of that, like, like low budget hour, hour episode of like a '90s show when like people didn't really know how to make hour of tea and tell a story. And then when they got to the woods, I mean, I I actually had a lot of fun with that. And the movie, like it says, the movie really kicks in then. Like, well, here's the question. uh, Sorry, let me. Ice T in this movie, it it really defines '90s in a sense of Hollywood, at least. Uh, The differences between today and back then, because when he takes off his shirt, he has like kind of a chest, love handles, and a belly. Today it's he really had to all have... about seeing his scars. It's not really yeah, about but, that he's supposed to be. You know, today, today, he, like, today up and, like, have, like, yeah, he would. Today he would have to have a six pack just for that one scene where he took off his shirt. That's uh, my question. But I like that is... he did. I like that he was like out of shape and he was smoked and he was a fucking bum. Like he wasn't in good oh. shape. My question. It's is... kind of fucked up that it's kind of fucked up that um, Gary Busey. I mean, I just I'm stuck on Gary Busey. Sorry, he ran out of breath during that Doug. Uh, story because he was so invested in it like he legit went like like oh, fuck i forgot to breathe during those five minutes that i was talking uh, so did i i forgot to breathe while he was telling that story too because that shit's fucking intense like I'll that story what, has stuck with me i think about that shit i like, think about this too uh 
the if you don't watch now this Brian says the movie I watched the trailer yesterday to get like a little grasp on if you don't watch the trailer and you go into this and that whole dinner scene where they have the pig's head if you watch the trailer and go back and watch it has like some like crazy get out vibes where like yeah. you see the background tones of what all everyone's thinking at the same time and like what they yeah. keep doing with each character. There's definitely a racial Fox. undertone going on with like yeah. if Charles S. Dutton wasn't in this movie, all these dudes would have been using the N word. Like oh, every one of these guys would have been calling him. Yeah, they would have been like, especially oh, John C. McKinley. He wanted to call him so bad. Like I, you know he, he did. He was my favorite character, John. I C. love well John in anything. You mean? Yeah, like, he was. He, he wasn't too far off from his character in uh, Point Break here. He's kind of like yeah. a very, he's got a very similar vibe. You saw a bitch. Like his great cast. Um, I, yeah. We're talking about Dr. Cox, right? Dr. Yeah. Cox. Yes. Yes. So Dr. Dr. Uh, Cox kind of bothered me because in the cave, he fucking runs out of breath because he, he's talking too much and he has to use his, his inhaler. He but he's like, I see, gives him the inhaler. Yeah, but he's super fine running next to Busey, full sprint, like nothing. No, no, don't give Come that on. bullshit. They Fuck show you. him using that inhaler out in the no, field. They, they only use him once. No, they established that inhaler. You're just you're nitpicking because you know this movie's good. <laughs> I'm gonna go back for one second. There's one connection I wrote down note wise. Uh, it goes back to that saxophone scene in the city. Now, this is based in Seattle, correct? Like, where it starts? Uh, yeah. So, I'm telling you, that sax scene where Ice-T comes in and gets the hotel room and puts his things on the thing, gets in the bathtub with the sax playing in the background, put that up against a tone. Anyone right now, I'm not just making a joke, put that up to the first, like, ten minutes of however the duck, where he goes into his apartment and gets a cigar out, pulls the play duck out, and has the saxophone play and turns it on TV. I'm telling you, I'm going to line those up. <laughs> Shot Do it. I'll tell you another vibe I was getting from this movie uh, when Ice-T is telling his story in the cave. He's got John C. McGinley, yes. you know, and he's telling his story. I got a real crow vibe of, like, we were living in this dump, and I was trying to get, my, you know, the landlord, we were, like, trying to get him to, you know, fix the place up. That's pretty much Eric Draven's story, you know. He yeah. tries to get the landlord to fix up the building, and they're going to, like, the tenants are going to unite, and that gets him murdered. So I was getting a real crow vibe from that. And I, I got a real, like, Diablo from <laughs> Suicide Squad vibe too, because he burns his family a lot. <laughs> I feel, um, I feel like, I feel like this movie. I do love though when he tells John Smith Gimli that when he's like, they're like, you ever killed anybody? He's like, yeah, my wife and kid. You son of a bitch. And then, but he's like, and then they take it a step further, and they're like, how'd that? Because uh, the Gary how'd that make psychology is like, how'd that make you feel? He's like, I came in my fucking pants. <laughs> <laughs> and he watches his fingers. And he's doing like, yeah, baby, get that cop killer vibe in this. Hi, <laughs> uh, what? What I just want to ask, um, did they steal uh, Rucker Howard's look for when they were like doing up Michael Douglas and Ant Man? Because they they can yeah. they are yeah. interchangeable. His his beard is just slightly shorter. It, like Michael Douglas doesn't his goatee isn't quite as long. It doesn't like that's yeah. it. That's the only difference. Same character. Sorry, the whole time I was like, Wait, is that Michael? I'll Douglas? give you this. Uh, probably one of my favorite scenes. There's this whole thing where they introduce him as the. The what was what's he supposed to be hired as? He's supposed to be like a scout or like a field guide or something, even though he has no experience. They have that. He's not, and also that's another thing. Ice T clearly very desperate because not suspicious at all of this. Even though I have no skills, you sure you want to take me out here? (laughs) I remember thirty minutes on a five. 
<laughs> but Ice-T doesn't even yeah. do anything, like, not even saying that. He doesn't even give them any. He's like, whatever, as long as I'm getting paid, I'll be your scout. But doesn't even, like, try to pretend it. It's like, yeah, I don't know. I was going to say, say, this he movie runs has, that treadmill, though. <laughs> yeah, that, these, this movie has the bad scenes and it has the great scenes. I'm telling you. The scene where they wake him up, do the whole thing, send him away, and they're like, we're going to have a nice leisurely breakfast while you run. And they do the inner cuts where they're yeah, just relaxing. Yeah, that's great. I love all that. One of the best that. scenes is when Gary Busey holds up the butterfly thing and the face of the angry uh, groundsman of Rudy is just like encapped in the wings. Yeah. Like all those girls do those uh, those Instagram pictures now with the wings on the fucking sides of the building. Right, that's right. Where you got it from. So good. I love that. I love him doubling back to the cabin and then the reveal of the uh, uh, the yeah. heads in the jars. Nope. Oh, the Futurama room? That was so stupid. Oh, I, I love that. I love like that they Futurama already had a jar for him waiting to so he could be like, oh, and then like, right. why, did the, why did the cabin explode? What, but then what they makes... did a very 90s thing. In the 90s, uh, action movies and horror movies love to explode like heads and body parts in jars and like formaldehyde jars oh, let's talk he has formaldehyde that. jars they're gonna catch fire they're gonna blow up and that's that just dude in, that dude in the fire passed out so fucking quick he was like in the house and then cut to and he's like do you remember when he was what what was he supposed to be in scarface cuban remember when he was cuban in scarface yeah. oh he yeah, killed that... tony from the back like a bitch yeah um the kid though my god i was so happy when he died against the green screen like he, yeah, I, he had this weird. I like that kid. I like, wait, like I like wait. the arc of that kid though. That's a great role where like wait, the dad brings him out there and he actually like his he yeah, actually yeah, got yeah. his son killed and not only that like in a the span of like a couple hours ruined his whole relationship with his son so his son died hating him and then he got him killed on top of that I was like wow that's fucked up yeah <laughs> I feel Howard. I, I feel the death should have been better handled. Like Busey should have died next F. to Larry last. Abraham was the dude. Who got, wait, I gotta, I gotta. I'm still hung up on this. No, no, F. Yeah, Abraham was the guy that got guy. thrown out of the airplane. Yeah, he's got to get. Oh, the helicopter. Yeah, you didn't kill Tony. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, he's the guy. Who Sorry, that's just... still talking about Scarface. That movie's not even good. No, okay. So <laughs> I want to go back to my my favorite kill in this, and probably the most intense one, which actually makes sense, is because you have that scene where Ice T tells. Uh, Dr. Cox in the cave that he was a mechanic and they go to the next scene where he takes ah, the electrical good. starter and puts it in the gas tank so when the guy hits it and then he has the double fucking chop like he's like we gotta we gotta and then uh, Rucker Howard does the nub with the double fingers in his neck he's like oh, you gotta go to sleep now buddy and he's like yeah, yeah. sleep yeah, but it, it looked kind of oh, dumb. When he went. Death, and I think it's like they give you, you see him set the trap, but there's just enough time mm -hmm. that you're kind of not thinking about it. And then it, they let it blow up in the background, like over Rucker Howard's shoulder. They don't even do it, like they don't even focus on the shot. Yeah. Like it blows up behind him, like he, and he reacts. And I think that's a, that was a really great choice, too. And also not having just like a blown up body, like a guy who just like, oh, I, this is what got blown off, and I'm still like alive. Yeah, I'm, I'm still shit. alive, and we got to do this like, this like uh, army field death, you know, yeah. fucking saving Private Ryan shit <laughs> out here. Right, yeah. Can I ask a question? Why was, the ice, why was ice Cube wearing blackface in the end? He was just dirty, I think. I think he's just supposed <laughs> to be really dirty. How did he, he get trying off? To be Orlando how, did he, Jones. how did he get off? How did he get out of Alaska or Canada? Where were they? That's where I was. He, he had a he had a bike or um he had like a ATV. Why? Rucker Howard got out there on ATV because he blew up his plane. 
No, he took another plane though. He there was two planes. Yeah, yeah he. Rucker flew out. Yeah. Rucker Hour is a seasoned hunter. That, that, that's pretty badass because it only took ice that scene, three that scene days. That so confusing. Three man. days to get back down to Seattle. Yeah, that, it's that so seems, stupid. It's so stupid because he's been hunting this asshole for a day and a half. The dude killed everybody, and he just takes it at fail. He's not even gonna look for a trophy. He's a hunter. He's looking for trophies. So he just thinks, oh, he's he blew up. I'm not even gonna look for him. Oh, goodbye, and he just yeah. gets, takes off on a plane. He didn't see a body. He just leaves. As Brian, as Brian said, it, the, the endings are pretty. No, no, but I agree. Pretty, and I, 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 I used to think. I remember I was watching this movie with, and uh, my wife sat and watched the first ten minutes before she was going to do something else. But I was, I remember the when the old man tells him about checking the barrel. I was like, oh, that comes into play later. And then when it comes around at the end, and the way I was like, ugh. This is actually kind of lame. Like, I actually um, don't really like this well, very much. It's pretty Brian, dumb. Like, it's kind of a dumb Brian, way to this movie. <laughs> I think at the start of this uh, convo, though, about this movie, you, you really hit the nail on the head, though. You said, like, this was a cable gem. This is the perfect cable, oh, like, USA movie. Like, I, I'm sure my dad has watched this movie. And does not know he's watched this movie. Like, right, on right, Sunday, he he's going to sit down. if you ask him about it, but, like, if you put it on, he'd be like, oh, I remember this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think. What was... Yeah, not even. He'd be like, yeah, I feel like... <laughs> what was Rucker Howard trying to accomplish at the end being a... What, what? He wasn't a, like, pastor father, was he? What was that? No, he was, like, like an orthodox. Right, something. like... So he had this business, and I think he was just because everybody died. Like, they, they, uh, you hear F. Murray Abraham's like, wife yeah. calling, and, like, I think it was just he was going on the run. Like, turns out you thought he was, like, a businessman, but he's literally, like, a scammer. He's got, like, all these uniforms. He's got all these passports. Yeah, Marine. You know, what would be great? you know what would be great to, you know, change your identity? Fucking shaving your goatee instead of painting it. No, he painted yeah, it black, though. It's a different color. I have a, I have a question for you, Brian. Okay. His name is Mr. Burns, too. You guys love The Simpsons, right? Yeah, that's a great poll, because Mr. Burns has an episode where he plays the most dangerous game. But Ooh. Um, there, there is an episode, uh, or a reference, at least. He's um, done everything. Brian, I have a question. Simpsons did it. For you. It's almost like they've been on the show for 30 years. Uh, the, uh, the dude who gets him to go, you know, to get Ice-T to go, go into uh, the most dangerous game, was he just game. working at that, uh, like, soup kitchen Oh yeah, Seven yeah. I think that whole like thing, that the whole reason he works that mission, is to like, is to like scope out homeless dudes. Okay, I that's what I thought. Homeless people, only homeless people they uh, pull in for it, I believe. I'll tell you what, he. I actually like. I I knew the plot, but he, I I thought he sold it well. Like I actually wasn't expecting him to be in on it as someone who never saw the movie. You know, here's another thing. Let's go back to that beginning. As part. stupid as that sounds, like him being like, no, nah, like get her head on his shoulder. Like I thought it was like. Good, well, this a is good something... like made-for-TV movie like uh like conversation they had. The the beginning for me is uh he's just I... a legit nice guy. Why would this well-known character actor be in this movie? <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking like why Ice T is playing a homeless guy and then he has a best friend old guy homeless guy who like they help they help steal carcasses out of. Oh, I like the old guy. Yeah, but they, he buries him in just like a fucking field. That's still in the city that a building will get eventually built on top of. What if Hank ends up fucking haunting a building because of Ice T and the dog? Oh. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, that's reasonable. Yeah. That's how many burial grounds are made. I that's, mean, it's kind of 
I think it's stupid that he got recruited from the very beginning because, like, all they saw was he got punched in the face and he didn't punch back. So he's like, yeah, that's the perfect hunting material right there. <laughs> I'm going to set him loose in the woods and he's just going to run away stuff. from me. Yeah. This ain't my dog. This is my friend's I dog. I love, though, I love every time, uh, like – he impressed them or like surprised them the way Charles S. Dutton and Rucker Howard be like, Oh, this one's not yeah. like the other one. That's one of my favorite things they keep the doing through the whole movie. Cigarettes in the tree, or then yeah. like the time when he goes in the river. I told you this was good. And you get the impression I mean, you saw all those heads, they've done this a bunch of times. So, like, for someone to surprise them or to like impress them, that's a pretty big deal for them. They've been doing this shit like they've been they've had yeah, man. What, I mean, dozen oh. easy kills so far. We saw the movie opens with their most recent kill. And that dude, was, he went down. I was really pitch. hoping to see them kill somebody knowing that probably Ice-T was going to survive. Like, going into this, you're like, you know he's going to survive. So you got to see these people mm-hmm. kill somebody. Yeah, I want to see them do their thing. But yeah. I like, they, like they're like they very careful not to show who... And you also get the impression that maybe the hunters weren't the same on every trip. Like, Charles S. Dutton and Rucker Howard ran the trips, but there might have been, like, the doctor had been there before, but never with his son. Yeah. Um, you I know, I don't know. Doc, it, I don't know if it was I mean, Doc's first time. It seemed like maybe it was Gary Busey's first time. Like, I, but I'm not uh, sure. I feel. I feel like uh, those were returning uh, customers except the kid. But it's kind of it's kind of boring though because not all of you can kill him. So you're paying sixty thousand dollars to be part of the game, but, but only you're being, one you're of you. Also, is part kill. of it, part of the game is proving you're the ultimate hunter amongst yeah. this group of hunters. One of you is now. Uh, granted, I do like. Yeah. I agree that maybe then they shouldn't have all been constantly together. They should have kind of split up and gone out into the woods and like. <laughs> it would have been, been cool to see everybody have a different style of hunting. Like to take a minute to see like gary Busey's way of hunting compared to how f murray Abraham and his son worked or like you know what i mean like maybe they have different styles or different they try different things different stuff that would have been kind of cool but i feel i I, I feel that when you the movie really suffered from losing gary Busey. mm -hmm. that that, still got a lot of talent so good okay just want to rank it i love i love f murray abraham like tough guy f murray abraham cracks me up he's like come on mason yeah, uh, he he's still not fight me. I don't have a gun. That's a long fall from conciliary. <laughs> I, okay, now I know how I'll rank this, so I'm not going to add into it. I'll just know how I'll rank it. All right, how are you going to rank it? Oh, okay. Then I'm going to go out of 10. I'm going to give this a solid. What? Out of 10 what? Out of 10 out of, dreadlocks? No, no. That's I, what I was, I was, I was going to say. I'm going to give this out of 10. I'm going to give this seven shotgun shots in the in the uh, base of a tree trunk to make a bridge. That's what I'm giving. <laughs> seven I love shots. that. He uses, up shots. Shots he uses up all the shots in his shotgun to chop down that tree. So he just starts <laughs> lobbing rocks at them. And it fucking works. He kills one of them. <laughs> Genius. Yeah, it's the such a dumbest shot. scene was that scene. Solid seven out of ten fucking uh, shotgun shots to the base. I, of the like drunk. I knew this, I know this movie. Like I knew this movie wasn't perfect going in, and then when I watched it, I was like, man, the beginning and the end, the bookends really are not great. But like the meat It'll of this movie held up very well for me. <laughs> really, seven out of ten. What do you got, Yusef? Oh, I give it like a four, four uh, naked ice cube, ice teas, 
uh, with saxophone. This is way, as, especially as like a '90s action movie. This is way better than a four. This is like a. It's even, a fucking even, four, Brian. Stop no, even being it. like, even being oh, everything, everything cool, around it's like a minutes. five and a half. It's You're a, saying, you keep saying. Oh, everything around the meat, the meat. Fucking 30 minutes of an hour and 40 minutes is, is worth more than four. Fuck you. It's a four. It's, no. Guys, <laughs> that shit is so, the shit on the mountain and with those actors is so good. It oh. over, it supersedes. Okay, okay. we get it. We get it. It's 6.7 dreadlocks. It's not, it's not your worst, Brian. But oh, there you go. 6.7 dreadlocks. Look at that. So you're in the minority, Yusef, and I don't want to say that, but I did. 6.7 dreadlocks. And, and I'm, not, like, I'm not going Brian's crazy. Brian's not wrong. The middle saves this movie Fucking nothing. enough that I think if it was on cable, I'd watch until he, until the plane takes off. Yeah, you know what you do? $3. You put it on, and then you go make yourself some nachos during the first ten minutes. Then you come and sit down and eat your nachos, and you watch the good part. <laughs> and then if you feel like watching the ending, if you're still sober enough it's to like stay awake, why? Why do I got to eat nachos, motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I meant racist. I was talking about me. Go play your folk music, bitch. Damn you, <laughs> son of a bitch! It's yodeling. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm not. I, I recommended this, but I'm objective when I'm watching it. I'm right there with TJ, about a seven for me. And that nice. is like as a 90s action movie. In the same way that I would rank uh, um, Antonio Banderas and Sly Sloan's Assassins as a seven. Because it's enjoyable for me. It's not good, but it's a fun watch. It's a good watch. Shout out uh, Stone Cold's The Condemned. Shout out The Predators, Adrian Brody. No, no, the... Predators is legitimate good. It does not deserve to be in locked in with these. It's actually good. Uh, you know, I think it's a great Desperado, movie. Desperado is a 90s movie, too, and that's fucking fantastic. I don't know what well, you're yeah, saying. Yeah, so it's true lies, 90s. but not every movie can be a top 10 action movie, but some movies are just fun. I'm some saying, like, 90s is like a time. black hole. Like, you, you keep saying, like, 90s is a black hole of good we're, movies. We're this movie sucked. Like, it beat. No, it's a one. One I good. One it's an I are you guys ready to watch? Are oh, you guys yeah. ready to watch? No, we're still arguing about that. my movie, Joe. We're not talking about your movie yet. You son of a bitch! <laughs> you're trying to take over. Everybody been taking over my show. Everybody Joe. been doing my transitions for me. Like I can't do transitions. I don't know how to do transitions. I'm gonna transition right now. Joe, what's your movie, Joe? <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's 1999. Oh boy. The and Matrix. To... All right, great, good pick. All right, let's go. No, it's 1999, and we're going to Japan. Oh. And we're gonna watch Audition. What? One of one of, <laughs> one of the creepiest. The I used to have this on DVD. I'm gonna have to look. I don't know if I still have. Films. I don't even know what it is. This movie, I haven't seen it in about, I'd say, 13 years or so. But it is fuck. I love this movie. I think it's gonna make each one of us happy. I've been meaning to pick a good movie for a long time, and uh, I really just want to make Yusuf happy. So yeah, you know what? Oh I'm God. sick of Yusuf's happiness. Ooh, look at me. Oh, my dreams are coming true. I'm moving where I want to, and I get to keep my job. Everything's so secure for me. You know, you know who's happy for me? Duncan said. Oh, and yeah, and well, that's yeah. Hey, well, Brian, they, I thought you'd like you, this one. Like I too. said, they got a spot for you on their podcast. We'll do three and three. We'll make this some fucking survivor series shit. And they and we'll they pick down. and they pick good movies too, bitch. Whoa, Jesus! I just gave Christ. you a I just gave you a foreign horror film. Oh no, I love you. I love your pick. I'm talking to Brian. Don't don't <laughs> cut in, man. 
Mom and dad are fighting. <laughs> no, no, uh-uh. you're lucky. You're lucky I brought in your horizons. Joe, this guy who recommended the worst movie I've ever seen in like the last start, 10 man. years to me. <laughs> I did not recommend it to you. <sighs> All right, cool. We fake TJ out. <laughs> oh, damn it. <laughs> All right, so let's do the plugs. We can get out of here and use Yeah, nobody's go, listening. You know, go watch some kind of goddamn pretentious ass shit that he likes. Yusef, where can they find your terrible takes? At why I love movies on Twitter, whyilovemovies.com. <laughs> on the Duncan Set Show, I don't know when the fuck they're going to post it. On the fucking DVD Bunker. I'm everywhere, man. I'm, I'm, I'm the I'm internet's least wanted Puerto Rican. Oh, damn. TJ, how about you, man? I'll follow that up easily. Uh... You guys are on Flyover State of Film YouTube. Uh, check out our Quentin Tarantino bracket we just dropped. Right. Uh, Look at my feet. Yep. Yeah, yep. Check out Yusef's feet and his flexibility. Also, you can find me at TJ Dex on Twitter. Um, I'm not on the Duncan's Ed show. I was supposed to be, but then I couldn't. So I'll get on there eventually. They'll treat uh, you right, man. You know what I mean? What kind of what kind fucking of things, spoiled you, man? You're ruined. You're fucking ruined. What kind of ruined. snacks did you get in the green room? Did you get any snacks in the green room? They gave me granola. All right, Joe, where can you find you, bud? Uh, you can find me at uh, Chandango One. Just the usual thumb this. Uh, you can find me on the DVD bunker. Uh, you can find and, me writing. And the Duncan Zed show. And Say you can it. find me on the Duncan Zed show. You can find me writing for Why I Love Movies. Damn uh, you. I my my new po- my new podcast where I just talk to a pet rock for uh, three minutes, uh, just about life. Um, you know, please subscribe to my Patreon. Very insightful. Yeah. No, make we're, we're some big, the next episode though. Some big stuff on Chandango. I feel uh, the rock the rock has very solid opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, where can we find you at the DVD bunker? Hell yeah, all these boys came on the DVD bunker. They actually killed the show. I tried to revive it and I brought these guys on and it fucking died. So it was a good show. It had a nice run, but uh, you can still find old episodes if you search on your podcast app or whatnot. Don't blame uh, us for your lack of motivation. You can you can find me on Twitter uh, getting to spats and just saying things that uh, have no basis in fact or reality at any time. Uh, I'm at Herskules, and uh, this has been Flyover State of Film. We really enjoyed uh, introducing you to Surviving the Game, and the, a movie that everyone enjoyed equally and agreed was good. So thank you. Good night.